Welcome to another episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Thanks so much for joining us on a snowy day here in Saskatchewan. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. And usually at the start of each episode, I always say it's a jam-packed episode. This episode really is a jam-packed episode. We have a lot to get to. We have a lengthy chat with Commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Kyle McIntyre. We, of course, are going to recap the weekend that was in the SJHL, announce Players of the Week. And we're also going to hand out uh, some Christmas presents to the teams in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So lots to get to. But before we do, of course, we have to thank all of our great sponsors here at the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League that help us support uh, our shows, SJHL Weekly, SJHL Insider. You can see them on your screen now. Cantera Seed, Sastel, Capital Auto Mall, S uh, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Chevrolet, Tourism Saskatchewan, Direct West, SGI, SGEU, Great Western, Young's Equipment, and RBC. Thank you so much for your support because without you guys, the show would not be possible. And now it's time to bring in our great co-host, Rory McGoran, Jamie Nugabauer. Fellas, how was your weekend? Good yeah, weekend? Yeah, fantastic. You mentioned the Christmas gifts, Jeremy. This I'm is excited. one of my favorite I'm segments <laughs> that we do. Last year when we did the show, Nugsy brought it uh, the A game and everyone wow. was in, in the studio was laughing hysterically about Perfect. what he was buying these presents. So I hope he's coming back with that heat in this segment because it was great. You set the bar high, Nugsy. Um, yeah, and I also want to congratulate, of course, Zach Summers and yeah. Ethan Zilke about mm -hmm. making the World Junior A Challenge there for Team Canada West. Mm. And I also finally mm -hmm. want to congratulate Nugsy because we know how much he talks about wanting to pick up a victory inside the Elgar-Peterson Arena. And the Notre Dame Hounds, for the first time in almost four years, picked up that victory on Wednesday. And I will say this. I have never seen Nugsy milk a celebration more than that game. You spent 20 minutes extra in the press box normally than you do, packing it up, soaking it in, mm. and you know what? Props to you. It was a good win. You know what? Like the, the Notre Dame coaching staff saw me like walking back, and usually like my walk from the press box to the to the bench right. uh, after a game at the EPA is like this. Uh, da, da, da. This time they said it was a strut. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't do anything on purpose. You were shoulders but, uh, back, chin up. Yeah, apparently yeah, they yeah. said I strutted. <laughs> well, it's funny because you actually brought it up last last week on the show that it, you hadn't won a game in the EPA, and you did. I remember I texted you on Wednesday saying yep. congratulations, and I do believe your response was, I've gotten more texts today, <laughs> tonight, than my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. That's a lot, impressive. A lot of people were happy for, uh, the, for the Notre Dame Hounds for some reason. Well, there you go. Two points regardless yeah. for the Notre Dame Hounds. Uh, before we get started at Nugsy, we have to get to kicking it with Nugsy, our quick uh, World Cup updates. Uh, what's going on at the World Cup? Yeah, just quickly, Tuesday and Wednesday, very interesting, a bit of a spiritual matchup for Morocco, taking on their former colonial overlords, France, wow. in the semifinal. And a really interesting one, uh, we got Croatia and Luka Modric and Argentina and, you know, Messi, and a lot of people cheering for Messi, mm -hmm. you know, to maybe his last World Cup to try to win a World Cup. So, you know, there you go. Very interesting. And just quickly, mm -hmm. my thought, I've, I've moved enough away from the Canada, you know, failure to get a result, and I've started to just see it as, you know, a great experience for the Canadian men's national team. And again, I just hope you out there enjoyed it, enjoy watching the World Cup and follow the Canadian national teams uh, moving forward as a result because they're a fun team to watch. Do you have a prediction? Because I think mm -hmm. this is our final show before the holiday mm -hmm. break. Who do you have winning? Out Who's going to win, Noobsy? You know what? Like, it just seems like Leo Messi's on a mission. It's here. destiny. His Argentina is on a mission. France is so good. France is so good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick just with what I just started with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Messi finally gets over the hump, nice. and, and the greatest player of all time, in my opinion, is Lionel Messi, and he's gonna get his 
rewards. There you go. This has been the final edition of Kicking It with Nugzi. <laughs> we'll do it again in four years. How's that? Right. <laughs> How's that? We'll talk about soccer in four years. We'll talk about <laughs> soccer again in four it's years. Enough. It's enough. Uh, but we are going to stick with the international flavor because Rory brought it up. A big congratulations to both Ethan Zilke, Zach Summers, and of course head coach and GM of the Balfour North Stars, Brayden Klamosko, representing Canada West at the World Junior A Challenge. And that is actually where we find our Tourism Saskatchewan Highlight of the Week. Over the line, Summers on the back door, chance for Canada West, absolute on rebound, they score! Tip the head to Saskatchewan, it's 4-3 Canada West. Hello Melford, says Zach Summers. Picks it up, top cheddar. Ryder Mater, the initial chance, and Summers goes top buck. And there's a rumor that you could hear the collective cheers of the community of Melfort mm -hmm. from all the way in Cornwall. They heard it all the way. A big mm -hmm. moment, obviously, for the home hometown kid uh, playing for the Melfort Mustangs and getting the game-winning goal for Team Canada West in their first game. Unbelievable. Yeah, really cool. I also got to mention, uh, first, big of you to mention that Notre Dame win. Second of all, <laughs> Ethan Zilke, the captain of the Humble Broncos, on the power play for Team Canada West. Got a point in that game, too, an assist uh, in that game. So SJ Boys doing great. They also did well in the pre-tournament game against Latvia. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, former Notre Dame Hounds Junior A draft pick Hudson Malinowski uh, getting a goal and an assist there, uh, Brooks Bandit. And, boy, that Liam Watkins kid who's on the line there, Spruce Grove, by the way, they beat Brooks uh, recently, too. Pretty cool. You know, that he's a good player. You know, cool. Team Canada West doing well. Beating the USA is a big, big win uh, in the USHL. All-Stars pretty much they are. So. How many times have we seen that in Melford? Zach Summers yes. just being in the right yep. area, right? 100%. He's the third man in, coming yep. in, picks up the loose puck, and then the hand's in tight to pull it to the back end right. and go roof. You just mm. – the, the we said it last week the most improved player mm -hmm. and, in my opinion, the most surprising player this season as opposed to last season is Zach Summers, the Melford Mustangs. That Division I Direct West commitment, mm -hmm. it's coming. In, 100%. If it's, if it's less than two weeks' time, maybe he'll have a bunch and then take time to, to look at them all. But I guarantee you his phone has been ringing for schools. Just making the team is mm -hmm. successful enough, and now he's producing there. Yeah, Division One's calling. And just think about how well he was playing prior Crazy. to going to yeah. Team Canada West. He had seven straight games with the goals, and four of those games he had two goals. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously continuing mm -hmm. that great play here uh, with Team Canada West, who are back in action uh, tonight mm -hmm. against Team Canada East. So mm -hmm. what we can guarantee is a Canadian team will win tonight. That's right. uh, but let's get into the games this weekend. Uh, kind of a busy weekend. Friday was the busiest day in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League with five games on the schedule. So let's pull them up. The Melfort Mustangs with a 3-2 shootout win over the Estevan Bruins. Humboldt with a 4-1 win over the Melville Millionaires. The Wayburn Red Wings doubling up Kindersley, 4-2. The Balfords North Stars with a 3-1 win over Nipawin. And Flynn Flon over Yorkton by the same score, 3-1 on Friday. Then a bit of a quieter night on Saturday, just three games. And, of course, all of our lookbacks look are presented by Sask Lotteries. Battlefords with a 4-1 win over Nipawin. Melfort came back to beat the Wayburn Red Wings, 3-2. And the Yorkton Terriers with a big two points on the road in overtime, 3-2 over the LaRange Ice Wolves. And then finally, the week wrapped up with a pretty entertaining game last night at the bank in Melville as the Estevan Bruins earning a 5-4 overtime win over the Melville Millionaires. 
If we continue on the theme of Melfords, let's start with them because we just were talking about Zach Summers. Uh, other than Battleford, they're probably the hottest team in the Saskatchewan Junior mm -hmm. Hockey League right now. They have mm -hmm. points in their last 10. They swept their southeast road trip, uh, winning in both Estevan and uh, Weyburn. And the beat goes on for the Melford Mustangs. They're playing some great hockey right now. Yeah, they're playing. It's easily the second best team yeah. right now over the past month and a half, yep. I'd say. Not even just the last 10 games, mm -hmm. other than the Battleford's North Stars. And I kind of want to see where Trevor Blevins' mind is at heading into January 10th. Mm -hmm. We saw them at Nolan Dole last year you know their defense is there their goaltending is there they're playing well without Zach Summers Riley Ash is leading all rookies in scoring as a 2006 born they're getting complimentary scoring now um, they're beating teams close in shootouts mm -hmm. they're beating Battlefords close they're holding the top teams in tight in their own kind of style of play and then they're also picking up blowout wins like seven nothing over Yorkton so they could yeah. do it in many styles and we know Trevor Blevins mm -hmm. is one of the most active coaches when it comes to both um to boasting his lineup a little bit stronger and he was mm -hmm. quiet uh, prior to um the 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 roster cut down day mm -hmm. so I want to see if that completely changes prior to January 10th the trade deadline yeah no absolutely you know I gotta also mention they were outshot three games in a row yeah. there, Melfort. And so I know I mentioned it, I don't remember if it was last week, two weeks ago, so important for James Venn that Joel Favreau is healthy. And that's been the thing for Melfort is whether Joel Favreau in net is healthy, their 0-2 goal. We talked about him being as elite as they come. But, I mean, James Venn, mm -hmm. is he the number one? Is he the number one A, one B? We don't know. It's, there are two number ones in Melfort and, and Trevor Blevins. You know, some goalies, some coaches will say, you won, I'm going to put you in next game, not Melfort. It's Ven, Favreau, Ven, Favreau, Ven, Favreau. And, and it's working well that way to keep, first of all, keep Joel Favreau healthy. And, and they're finding ways to win, even though, as you, know, you mentioned, you know, getting young guys like Summers and Ash to, to lead the way, right. guys like Benny Tkachuk and Clark Huxley and some of their D-men have had a hard, bit of a hard time staying healthy this year. So what that leads to is they have 13 guys in double digits and points. The only team in the league that has... More than 13 double-digit point guys, probably you can guess who that is, the Battle for the North Stars. But, you know, impressive depth from the Battle for the North Stars, not just Summers and Ash, but getting contributions from, you know, Ryu and Hutchinson, the list goes on. And maybe that's why they weren't as active before the cut-down deadline, is they want to see their roster yeah. fully healthy, because they haven't had too many games where the roster's been fully healthy yeah. this year. They dealt with so many injuries at the beginning mm -hmm. of the season. Injuries, illness, suspensions. Yeah. And all kind of yeah. rippling in at different times. 100%. Which yeah. hasn't allowed them to, you know, boast their best roster possible. But yeah, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned it. That was the one point I wanted to say. The ability for them to have a complimentary, not even complimentary, an, uh, an excellent goaltender to be a 1B, yeah. to allow Joel Favreau to not have to play 42 games is perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, Van and Favreau, amazing complimentary yeah. pieces in the net for Melford. Well, Nugsy, you brought up Battleford, so let's talk about the North Stars. The, the beat goes on for Battleford, 25-0-2-1. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, another perfect week for the North Stars. Two wins over the Nipwin Hawks over the weekend, mm -hmm. and uh, they just continue to roll. Yeah, without their head coach as well, Brady yeah. Clamosco gone with Team Canada West, and Gary Childerhose, you know, clearly doing a good job. Job. I spoke to Gary a little bit uh, after the, the game in Friday at the ACC, and I said, hey, yeah, it's an ugly one, but they, we found a way. You know what, they'll find a way. Whatever it is, they, they find a way to win. Either it's pretty or it's not. And we talked about Ven and Favreau, mm -hmm. and obviously Josh Cote gets a ton of, ton of minutes, but every time I've seen Justin Merrick play, he's been phenomenal too. Nipple win. 
their opponents mm-hmm. in this outshot Battleford 60, 81 to 68 in both games. They outshot them 33-19 in the second and third in Battleford's did Nippowin. And so Nippowin got to keep their head high after this too. They played, you know, really, really well. Just, man, when you, you know, Key and Bell, 10 goals, 16 points in eight games. Like, I know I, I mentioned it before we got on the air. I'm like, is the, is the, is the SJ a little easy for Key and Bell? And you said, no, like, he's just, he fits in really well. And fair enough. Obviously, they've got a great, great lineup. They got Holden Dell back. He hasn't missed a beat. You know, from Canada West, and I know there's just there's just no stopping the train right now. I think we were wrong uh, to to sell whether Battlefords would lose a game before. They're gonna Christmas. do it. Yeah, yeah. They, they went through. I think the hardest hump of that schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, that maybe not because we didn't include Nipawin in that hard hump, right? And, Correct. and you mentioned that Nipawin deserves like, huge right. credit for right. playing as good as they have been lately, and especially yeah. uh, in the home and home set against Battlefords, they didn't get any points. But is my mic falling too far away? Oh, no, you're good. Is that what you're oh, laughing at? No, no, you're good. I was laughing because. <laughs> Yeah. My, my chair almost oh, arm gosh. fell off. <laughs> yeah. It's our final show. Let's just get through yeah. it. Right? Let's just get through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Kean Bell. Mm. And he is just such a great piece for the Battleford oh, so North Stars. There's only been four games this year where he hasn't got a point. Right. Three out of those games have been Battleford's three losses. You mm. need to stop Kean Bell. There's only been three games where all three of Dole, Bell, and Southgate have been held off the, held off the um, score sheet, and two of those were losses. The one being a 2 nothing shutout win for Josh Cote in net. So mm-hmm. if you're able to slow down the top line, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're, you're done. You're, you're, I mean, they're, they're too good, and yeah. they work too yeah. well with each other. And in those systems, with how fast-paced and hard-pressing mm-hmm. they play, uh, if you don't stop them, you're done. You can't yeah. outscore that top line, especially with their, their ability to roll all four lines. If you put yeah. all your attention on them, then someone else is going to punish you. But, yeah, you're right. They're a train mm-hmm. that just keeps on rolling down the track. Yeah, one more stat. One more stat. Josh Cote has only allowed a goal every 31 minutes. He's allowed 40 goals. <laughs> That's crazy. 40 go. goals crazy. in 1,235 minutes for mm. Josh Cote. Like, is he a human being? He is. People in Nippon were just like, how? How? And He's I just want to point out, final thing on Battleford. You guys sold them on that topic of will they lose before Christmas. I bought it. I did sell them 100%. I bought oh, yeah. it. So yeah. I, have fa- I had faith in Battleford. There's 12 but games But there's left. still three games left. It. There is still three games left. But I just wanted to point that out. Stock market volatile thing. <laughs> there volatile. you go. Yep. Um, Rory, uh, the Humboldt Broncos were in Melville on Friday. What did you see from that game? Uh, I saw what we've been seeing from Humboldt uh, throughout the whole year. Nugsy said that Melford has the most double-digit scores. Yeah. No one has more players with 20 points or more than the Broncos. They have 10 of them. Even Battlefords doesn't have 10 players mm-hmm. with 20 or more points. So, but they also, Humboldt doesn't have anyone in the top 15. Right? So they're getting good a balance, really balanced yeah. attack in terms of goals. They have seven players with double-digit goals, including guys like Sam Marburg, right? Mm-hmm. whose career year before was eight goals. Right. So they got four different goal scores in the game. The one thing, and I think I'll hint on it again later in the show, sure. they got serviceable goaltending from Ben Motu, who stopped 26 of 27. And uh, he didn't need to be amazing, just didn't need to let in any weak goals. Just, mm-hmm. just stop the shots that comes in. Their forwards are there, their defense are there, they need more stability in net. And Ben Motu gave it to him that game. Is it going to be Motu? Is it going to be Dunford? They've already traded Tristan Boileau away. Oh, there goes the There mic. goes the mic. Now we're totally, we're done. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> it's the last show in this studio. All right, I will stu- wrap up this point quickly. Um, <laughs> I, 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 they were able to slow down Wills, Kane, yeah. and, um, and Nathan Fox, which is a lot of Melville's offense. Right. And this game featured one of the best fights you'll ever see in the yes. SJHL this season. very good. Between Carter McKay and Jace Benvy. 
I think there was maybe 145 punches combined thrown between the two of them. It was rock'em, sock'em, robots, <laughs> no defense, just straight right hands. I don't even think anyone attempted to throw a left. It was grab the jersey and throw <laughs> right. Awesome. It was, well, it was unbelievable. Well, I was saying we got, like, in our league, obviously, I think Counter Casperi, I think we can all kind of agree, is, is the toughest guy in the league. But maybe second and third are 205s. Carter and McKay's tough Ty, Ty Mason and Carter McKay mm-hmm. are 205s that played last year, too. And they're nails, like... Nailed. And people who know Ty Mason's dad, he was nails yeah. in this league too. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty interesting uh, stuff. And and good for Humboldt to to bounce back. And obviously, you know, in that game against uh, against Notre Dame midweek, they didn't play bad at all. Just Tucker and Alvin was, right. was phenomenal. Yeah, he so, was great. but to, but to to that point, like the Humboldt Broncos don't miss a beat in terms of their performance. Not always going to get the result. That's just life. Mm-hmm. But uh, good for them to bounce back and play the same way against the, the Melville Mainers. The final team I, I think we should talk about before we go to break is the Estevan Bruins mm-hmm. because they were the busiest team this past week, four games yeah. in six days, and they pick up seven out of a possible yeah. eight points. A pretty impressive stretch. You get the two wins over Kindersley, mm-hmm. obviously a tough shootout loss to Melford, but then they bounced back yeah. last night, and it was not a good start for Estevan last night in Melville. Yeah. They got down 3 nothing, but they found a way to win, and this team that's played the most games in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, they're going to have to take advantage of the rest of their games because mm-hmm. all of these other teams have games in hand on well, them. Well, what's crazy, sorry, is that they're still 500. Like, right? They're just, well, they around, pl- they're just around that 500 mark, right? Which shows how poor that start was for Estevan because I think they've been one of the hotter teams since the start of November. Yeah. Well, they're now 19 14 0 1. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, that, and that start was what, 1 and 8? 1 and 6. Yeah. Yeah. And their well, goals, four goals against, are yeah. exactly even mm-hmm. with 132 apiece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, 112, 112. 112 apiece, not 32. But they've, yeah. yeah. So, they've just. Mm-hmm. They had such a poor start, and we knew they were going to add. Uh, I know a couple of the pieces are now no longer on the roster. Logan Ziegler not there anymore, and Matthew Ron not there anymore. But um, they're a team that, mm-hmm. that has overcome a start that when we looked at it at the time, we're like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a big hole to crawl out of for Estevan. Not easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if there's one more thing, I already did give a shout-out to Estevan one time before it when Jag Pangura was listed as a rookie. Uh, they have Gabriel Filion also as a rookie, and I won't stand for it. He's played 50, <laughs> he's played 50 games in the CCHL, so if we can get that little star we'll get removed off, his, off yeah. his roster, I'd appreciate it. Thanks, Tarts. Yeah, just two, two points quickly for me then. You know, again, I, I said beginning of our year show, I said Estevan was going to win the Viterra. Uh, I was pretty sure about it, actually, that Tarts would make some mads. So uh, two things. One that's really important for Estevan is to get a good performance from Jackson Miller. Because mm-hmm. you, just, you just can't ride one goalie 100%. all year unless you're Race Ramsey. And that's just the way it is. And that just makes it more impressive what Race Ramsey did mm. last year. Because, you know, Cameron Blick is great. We all agree. But you need somebody else. And Jackson Miller able to get a couple wins there for, for Estevan in the sticks. And uh, from what I understand, he was pretty good, uh, you know, in Melville, 35 of 37 stops. So good for him and the son, of course, of, uh, of Estevan assistant coach there, Aaron Miller. Uh, and then the second thing is, and, and, and you know, I don't know uh, what other people say and, and whatever, but, you know, we all said, I said last year, if, if Mitch Koner stuck to playing hockey, then he'd be outstanding in this league. Uh, and he has been outstanding mm-hmm. for us. He's been very good for He deserves so much more credit as a player than, than, than I've given him. I can't speak for anybody else. So I'm not going to say, ah, oh, them, blah, blah. But I'm going to say me hasn't said enough how good Mitch Koner has been for Estevan in overtime there against Melville. Just, just threw off a big boy in Brecken Den Hartog and, and just said, you know what, I'm finishing this game right now. And, and you saw it there mm-hmm. live. A beautiful, beautiful finish, too, by Mitch. And, you know, he's a, he's a really good player, great speed, hits hard. But he's stuck to hockey. He's only taking 
taken two minors in the last eight games. Uh, and so great job by Tarts and the staff of, 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 of reining him in a little bit, keeping that edge, and then obviously letting him play his game, and he's been great for us to end this year. And they got two more games before the Christmas break, uh, Tuesday in Yorkton, and then uh, that Wednesday game against mm. the Notre Dame Hounds in Carlisle. Well, after the break, we are going to uh, air a chat we had with Commissioner Kyle McIntyre, which uh, we chatted with him on Friday. Of course, uh, Kyle McIntyre, it's the holiday season, guys, so he is uh, traveling to see family today, so he couldn't join us live, but we caught up with him on Friday to chat everything about the first half in the SJHL season. We will play that conversation right after the break. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Something about an easy thing, something about it comes so naturally. Let me show you what I'm all about. Give me those blue skies, give me that sunshine. I'm gonna make them all mine. Capital Auto Mall is a proud partner of the SJHL, supporting the rich traditions and proud future of junior hockey in Saskatchewan. Capital Auto Mall, on the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua in Regina. Original 16. Celebrate things done well. Saskatchewan, you know Sastel because we're everywhere. Because being everywhere keeps us connected to you. You are what matters most. With Sastel sponsorships, we get to be a part of your community. From the dance competitions to the rodeos to helping discover and embrace technology across the province, we're here with you and we're here for you. It's easy to get started. All you need to do is apply. Every year, SASTEL contributes nearly $3 million to approximately 1,000 nonprofits, charities, associations, and events in more than 200 communities across Saskatchewan. So keep dancing, keep laughing, keep discovering, and we'll be there to help, to lend a hand, and join in the fun. SASTEL cares, always has, always will, because we are dedicated to our home. To apply for sponsorship, visit sastel.com slash sponsorships. Boost your efficiency and your bottom line with Young's equipment and Case IH tractors, including the cutting-edge Puma 150 CVX and the Maxim 145 with best-in-class efficiency. Check out the Case IH lineup today at Young's Equipment.
Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's Jamie Nugabauer, Jeremy Corrigan. Thanks so much for joining us. And we are pleased to be joined now by the commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Mr. Kyle McIntyre. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. How's it going today? Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. Well, I guess, you know what, first and foremost, Kyle, obviously, you know, this year is your first full season as commissioner in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. How has the first couple of months been for you? Well, you know what, uh, I'll tell you what, seven months has flown by uh, quite rapidly uh, now that the season is well underway and uh, people are getting out to rinks and I've been in rinks and you folks have been in rinks and, and our show has been running and uh, you know what, we're off to a tremendous start here in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and we're almost halfway through the season, believe it or not, for some clubs. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. You're right. It's it's flown by. You know, I, I got to ask you now that you're you know halfway through a season. Uh, what were maybe one or two things that have surprised you about uh, the gig and maybe about the SJHL? Well, I think uh, first and foremost about the league itself. Uh, what has really surprised me is the level of skill and the level of speed and the pace of play, and of course the competitive nature, the parity that exists in the league. So all those have been, kind of been a surprise for me. And and you know what, like. Uh, in my previous life, I watched a lot of uh, CHL and a lot of uh, 18U AAA. And at one point uh, in kind of hockey in Saskatchewan, the 18U AAA really was was probably the, the league with the most speed and the most skill. And I would say certainly that's been replaced by the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. I, every game that I have gone to, there have been no blowouts. And it's very competitive. And I have been very impressed with... Uh, the passion with the 200-foot game, with the goals, with the skill, uh, with the speed, uh, with the officiating, like it's it's been an outstanding start. Just to build off that, Kyle, when you touched on the parody, I mean, we saw it right from the get-go at the SJHL Showcase uh, in Warman, and now we're seeing it throughout the season. You know, every team's still in it when it comes to a playoff spot. Is that all you could ask for as a commissioner to see, you know, obviously uh, such a competitive brand of hockey in the SJHL? Well, I mean, it's certainly uh, it's something you want to see as a commissioner. It's probably not something you want to see as a fan or a coach and general manager, right? Uh, but I do think that we're starting to see some separation here. Like, uh, you know, even even Nippon that's uh, sitting right now in the seventh spot, they've really increased the speed of their game. They've had some key acquisitions here the last couple of weeks. And so they're starting to separate themselves a little bit from, from Yorkton and Weyburn and Melville and, and Notre Dame. And so I don't want to see any team really get out of it. I uh, Every time Kindersley plays, I'm, I'm secretly pulling for them to, to get some wins because they got some quality players. they got some good skill. And uh, Ken Paquin is a heck of a guy. And you know what? What, what seven games they've gone in overtime? And, mm-hmm. and I think maybe only one has gone their way. And so you look at uh, the swing of the additional points, and, I mean, that puts them right back in the hunt, right? Uh, the other team I feel bad for is Melville. Like, Melville's got a got some really skilled guys, and they've made some key acquisitions as well. But uh, they can't seem to put together a complete 60 right now. So so you kinda, you're kind of you concerned about some of those teams and then up at the top like who is going to catch the north stars you know like they just keep going and going and going i was at uh the north stars and ice wolves game the other night in north battleford and i kind of thought oh boy uh they're ripe for the picking uh you know uh, dole is not there and the lines are kind of reconfigured and Braden is away and chile is doing everything filling water bottles and opening both gates mm-hmm. are they going to be able to hold on and and you know what? And Josh Cote was absolutely outstanding. Just when you think that 
the ice wolves are in alone and they're peppering Cody. He just is pulling off saves like crazy, right? So so you kind of look at that and uh, you kind of look at, uh, you know, Melford Mustangs, they're coming on. I think Trevor has done a good job. He's got everyone back and everyone's healthy. And, and of course, Mike Regan, his teams are are always, always in the hunt. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? And then Esteban is coming on too. The, the challenge with Esteban is they've played more games than everybody else, right? So, so I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to have an incredible second half and uh you know when we start getting into the quarterfinals and semifinals and finals it's anyone's guess about who's going to be there yeah no question about it that chili man he's he's great uh, assistant <laughs> coach in this league you know i gotta i gotta ask you too i guess it's going on now in real time now i guess as we talk about you know this interview happening right now and i want to be as diplomatic as possible and i'm sure you are you as well uh so first of all i want to talk about the world junior a challenge in a, in the light of you know, being proud of Ethan Zilke and Zach Summers, you know, they're two great players. I'm sure you would agree that that will represent uh, our league super well with Canada West. But is there any frustration on your part that there weren't maybe a few more Saskatchewan, Manitoba kids even, you know, at the uh, at the event? Yeah, you know what? I was talking to uh, Kevin Surratt, commissioner of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League the other day. And uh, way back a few years ago, there used to be a, a bit of a ratio that was put in for the league. So you had to have X number of players from Manitoba and Alberta and Saskatchewan and British Columbia when, when they're involved. I've been talking to uh, Coach Brian Clamasco almost daily. And uh, you know what? He said our four guys are right there. It's just kind of a matter of depth and a matter of speed. Uh, you know, he said that uh, Zach has had a very good camp and Ethan had a very good camp. And, you know, when I look around the league, I look at a guy like uh, Tim Kim. Uh, could he have been there? You know, like I would say that he's a, a pretty high end guy. Right. And, you know, and you you look at some of the other guys like that are in the league. And so you'd love to see more guys there. But what Braden would tell me, he said, uh, basically, the defense that are there, there are younger than a lot of our defensemen. And and probably the youngest guy from Alberta that's on the back end is probably better than any defenseman we have in our league. So, you know, we'll see how competitive it is. I guess I guess it is frustrating. But, you know, you look at the law of numbers, right? So we have roughly a million people in, in the province of Saskatchewan and out of our hockey players from from 04 to, to 06, like probably about 278 are playing out of the province in, in the WHL, uh, you know, or other leagues like that. So it, it's a bit of a, I think you see over time that depending on the strength of the cohort and the number of kids, I think that number would fluctuate. Um, I was I was having a, a supper the other night with uh, the head scout from the Brooks Bandits, and we were discussing the differences between the SGHL and AGHL. And and again, we probably have a lot more parity in the league. We probably play more of a 200-foot game. Uh, I look at our top teams, and they would probably outsize both uh, Spruce Grove and, and Brooks. But when you look at Brooks, the way they've built their team is skill and speed, right? And uh, getting through a league, uh, skill and speed might not win for you, but when you go to the Centennial Cup, that skill and speed is probably going to benefit you because you're in a short round robin tournament and you're not going to see these teams uh, seven times over a course of 10 days and, and get beat up. So so I think that, you know what, um, uh, I'm pleased with the way our league is. I'm pleased with the level of skill in our league. Uh, of course, I'd always like us to be better and I would see Alberta as being our competition. And, and uh, you know what, I want to get to a point where our scouts and the World Junior A Challenge are choosing more Saskatchewan kids over over the Alberta kids that are in our league. So am I a little bit disappointed to make a long answer long? Uh, yes, I am. But I also trust uh, Braden's judgment, and he tells me we got a ways to go for our overall quality of our league. 
to kind of also build off that too, Kyle, I, I know since, you know, we've developed our working relationship, one of the things you wanted to implement as commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League is having more Saskatchewan kids playing in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And recently we have launched the Stay Here, Play Here campaign to try and get more Saskatchewan kids playing in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. How important do you think that campaign is and how do you, important do you think it is to continue to grow off that 37% of Saskatchewan kids that currently play in the league? Yeah, you know what? Uh, again, I'm someone who has always been passionate about uh, both the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and our 18U AAA League, and and I do believe we have real quality players uh, in Saskatchewan. And you know what? When I look at uh, Larange, so Larange has just brought back Buchard and Cassette. Uh, Cassette was the leading scorer last year in AAA League. Uh, went to the Alberta League. Probably didn't get the ice time or the opportunities he thought he was going to get. Comes back to Larange. Uh, you know, LaRange pulls their goalie at the end of the game, and who's on the ice? Bucher and Cassette getting lots of touch, gets lots of reps. Uh, you look at Scott Barney the other night, plays Notre Dame. He's got uh, 406s in the lineup, and Michigan State is there absolutely salivating over, uh, uh, you know, uh, some of the players that Scott has playing that are 06s. Uh, you look at Riley Ash. I think we're going to hear something about Riley Ash this week uh, coming out of the U.S. So, you know what? Um, I think that the the kids that are in that 07 cohort, we had an excellent draft last year in SJHL. I think parents are seeing, hey, you know what? The league is getting its stuff together here. They're they're doing a jo- better job promoting the teams and promoting the prospects, and and the level of play is outstanding. And and you know what? The message I would like to give the families is that you don't have to go to British Columbia or Alberta to get a scholarship. You can get one right here in the SJHL. And the kids that are on our rosters, uh, the 16-year-old kids, the 17-year-old kids, they're playing. And I mean, you know what, if you're going to go to the Western League and be a 16-year-old and sit on the bench, that's not great for your development. You might as well come to Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, play, develop, get some looks, and then you got a decision to make whether you're going to play in the CHL or you're going to stay in the CJHL and try to go the college route. So we're getting lots of looks. Um, and you know what, again, uh, some of these kids that are playing, they're playing a regular shift. Uh, they're on a power play. They're getting lots of touches. They're getting lots of looks. And the great thing about it is parents can watch their kids play, right? So you can either travel to the rink or tune into the hockey TV or tune into the SGHL weekly to figure out what's going on. So so I, I see this growing. I, you know, I appreciate the campaign. Uh, in my own view, 39% is not high enough. Uh, probably when you look at our league, the team that has the most Saskatchewan kids on it are the North Battleford North Stars. They have a number of kids that are actually from their local association and they're first place in the CJHL. So that tells me that our Saskatchewan kids, uh, if they're not the most talented, at least they have lots of chemistry and they know how to play the game the right way and they're competitive. And And I tip my hat to a guy like Braden Klamasco, who's got such a local contingency on his team. Yeah, and, you know, just a quick add to that, great coaching, great coaches in this league to, yes. to, to lead those kids too. So I think that's a good a good point uh, as well. You know, I, I want to embarrass a guy in this in this uh, chat for a second, uh, and, and I'm sure, you know, other people elsewhere too for a second because, you know, from my perspective, being in the league a number of years, uh, Kyle, you know, I am extremely happy, you know, as somebody who's part of a, a team in the league with the work that's being done behind the scenes by Jeremy Corrigan, by uh, my, Jacob Faith, the, the director of marketing, and and everybody sort of behind the scenes, you know, IKS Media coming on board doing an elite job too. I just wondering if you could talk about kind of the, the, the work that they've done to, to 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 brand this league in a way that is competitive as well, because you know better than me that branding and marketing and things like that are are just as important in some ways as the as the quality on the ice. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I'm going to say first and foremost that uh, both Jeremy and Jacob are outstanding people. They're outstanding teammates, and they have a, an 
unparalleled passion about the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So that's what I really appreciate working with them. And you know what? Whether we hop on a call or hop on a text or meet face-to-face, we, we all have a similar passion and vision for the league. But I would be remiss if I did not mention our Board of Governors. So so that vision for the league, uh, really, that started at our strategic retreat in June. And so uh, the governors and I developed a bit of a vision for the league in terms of our marketing and our business operations and our hockey operations. And then we took that plan and I started to work with uh, Paul Druin from IKS and Clark Monroe. And, and uh, they identified that, hey, you know what, this is a great plan and we can help you bring it to fruition. And we got the guy that is going to help you do that. And Jeremy Corgan. And of course, I, I did not know Jeremy from a hole in the ground. I knew he worked in Kindersley as a play-by-play guy. I knew he uh, worked in Estevan, uh, following in the lines of a guy like Michael Ball or Clark Monroe, all the guys who've been through there, Pete Lombardius. So they always produce uh, quality sports broadcasters there. But you know what? Uh, Jeremy has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, he brings a level of uh, professionalism and preparedness that I have not seen before. He's very knowledgeable. He's very well regarded by our coaches and our fans and, and our players. And, and you know, what other guy could bring order and a semblance of impartiality <laughs> to the league between a couple homers that we have on every week? So, so he's done a great job doing that, directing traffic and refereeing. But, no, it's been a pleasure to work for him. And, uh, and certainly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's become synonymous with the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, right? Kind of the voice and, and the presence. And, and has certainly uh, exceeded my expectations as a commissioner. All I have... He, he gets paid... He, sorry, he gets paid to keep Rory and I uh, apart. <laughs> Everything else really is, is volunteer work, I'd say. Well, you know, like last week, I thought he was going to have to do an intervention when you started to mention all the CHL players playing the Humboldt. So, like, oh boy, oh boy, I thought we were going to have a melee on the set. I was just happy that that uh, interaction was all via video chat, and I didn't have to step in. <laughs> Luckily, we were all in three different uh, locations. Uh, just to... I guess put a conclusion on that. Of course, uh, thank you so much, both of you, for the kind words. Um, but, I mean, it's a pleasure to work for, obviously, uh, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and be a part of a league. that That's where I started my career. And it's uh, it meant a lot getting uh, a phone call saying, hey, would you like to come back to a league that, you know, I got my career started with and, you know, try and better the league. And it was an easy decision to come out here, and I haven't regretted it. Uh, since because it's been a lot of fun and I can't believe it's already been five months. Time has flown by. And you've put in some great shifts, uh, you know, so certainly uh, you have my all-star nomination coming up. Hey, you know what? What I'll say, though, with the holidays coming up, maybe if I could get maybe some uh, like some of those airplane traffic cones to kind of direct uh, Jamie and Rory just to steer them in the right direction at the the show uh, just so we can keep everything in order. Or maybe a gavel. Can we get a gavel yeah, for the table? Well, maybe, maybe. That'd be good. Or a taser. A taser to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Pepper uh, spray. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get right back on track, though. And you know what? To also kind of build off that, let's talk about the work that uh, yourself and, and Jacob have done because there's been so many great new partnerships, too, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League uh, this season. Do you want to speak to some of the ones that have really stood out for you, Kyle? Well, I'll tell you what, like, you know what, like you certainly do a good job acknowledging our sponsors with every broadcast. And so we certainly appreciate that. And of course, we've had lots of long term sponsors and we're uncertain about what our relationship would look like coming out of uh, COVID. And of course, uh, you know, a brand new team. So I'm new and uh, Jacob is new and you're new. So so people don't know what to expect from uh, from a new group uh, that's looking after the league. And so uh, Jacob and I have worked hard to uh 
to build relationships and to, you know, maybe repair a couple of relationships. And, and certainly some of our new sponsors coming on, uh, you know, we got Polaris that's come mm-hmm. on. We got a pretty good uh, thing going on with them. We got Kent Harris Seats. Kent Harris has been outstanding to kind of work with. Phantom has been outstanding to work with. And of course, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to miss anybody, but when you think about uh, Tourism Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. you think about Sask Energy, you think about Chevrolet, you think of Capital, you think of Super U, like you think of SGEU. We've had so many outstanding sponsors that are excited about the league. And you know what? Um, through 165 games, we've put over 100,000 people through our through our games. So we're averaging about 618 people per game. And that includes uh, Nugsy's own Notre Dame. So our attendance features are absolutely outstanding. And I think part of that is that uh, there's no restrictions. I think the uh, quality of the games and the uh, parity in the league really makes going to a game entertaining. Um, I'm seeing a lot more families at our games. And so, so again, all those things kind of work together, right? So our sponsors are getting a good return on investment. Uh, certainly IKS and Jeremy, you're doing an outstanding job kind of acknowledging our sponsors and giving them love, whether it's on SGHL Weekly or the Insider or or our, our game day stuff that we've started doing. Like like all that stuff is excellent value. We've improved the quality of our of our telecasts with our hockey TV. We still got to fine-tune a couple, but but overall the production is better, the quality of picture is better. Uh, people can enjoy the games. We've got so many exciting play-by-play guys throughout the league, mm-hmm. and everyone has their own kind of unique style and nuances. So all those things are just, it's symbiotic. They're all working together. It's all working well. It's all moving us in a positive direction. And so been very happy with the sponsors, been very happy with their support. I hope they're getting a lot of value and they're seeing, uh, you know, what a, what a great Saskatchewan product we have. And a lot of our sponsors are Saskatchewan people with interest in our 12 Saskatchewan community. So it's been absolutely outstanding. I can't, can't speak enough about our sponsors. We don't have a show like this without our sponsors, as, as you would say, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? It's been awesome really enjoyed the partnership met some great people too mm-hmm. yeah for sure then just uh just the last one for me then you know personal interest you know we we were t- talking a little bit about the sjs mj showcase that so people are always interested uh in that uh, you know what's what's the latest when might it be uh where is it going to be and, and where's the process uh for that tournament and that event Okay, so it's going to be uh, January 31st and February 1st. It's going to be in uh, Winnipeg. Um, I think it's at the uh, Winnipeg Ice uh, Complex, I believe, off the top of my head. So right now what we're doing is I have all 12 coaches nominating about 10 players from uh, every team. And so we're doing a bit of a a survey, a survey monkey survey that's going around. And we're having our coaches identify uh, people that they think should be on our 18U team and then on our 220U teams. And so we'll identify a long list. And then uh, Coach Mike Regan and Trevor Blevins have have, uh, put together a bit of an Excel form that will rank our players that are on a long list. And so we're going to try to take 60 players that have a great opportunity to move on to uh, some kind of a post-secondary or post-SJHL hockey opportunity uh, because the showcase uh, between Saskatchewan and Manitoba is best on best. So Mm -hmm. they're bringing three teams, we're bringing three teams. Uh, There's going to be lots of scouts uh, from the U.S. that are going to be there that that know this is going to be very good hockey. Um, again, it's going to be my first experience rolling through it. So all I really know is uh, what I've been told by Bill Chow and what I've been told by Kevin Surratt. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. And and you know what? Uh, hopefully we have at least uh, one or two players from every team. Uh, I want to make sure that every one of our community is represented, but I also want to make sure that we have the most competitive team that we can uh, field. 
Finally, Kyle, uh, you mentioned obviously the SJMJ showcase at the end of January, but it's going to be a busy last three months of the SJHL regular season and then into the playoffs and then the Centennial Cup. But what are your kind of expectations for the last couple of months of the season? What are you looking forward to? And what are some things you want to accomplish? Well, uh, I don't know uh, what I want to accomplish. I mean, I, I've uh, I set out a number of goals at the start of the year, and uh, you know what? I've been happy that I've been able to check a lot of those off. And so one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure I met with every uh, board of governors, every every local board uh, throughout the league, and I've I've done that now, So uh, and that's been awesome. You know, uh, if it wasn't for the many volunteers in our league, whether it's people that sit on a board, whether people that are uh, billets, people that are timekeepers, people that are volunteering at the games, selling merch, merchandise or working in the concession like our volunteers really keep our league going so i really want to make sure that i i met with all the boards and volunteers and and uh, got some awesome people that are passionate about hockey which is super right i want to make sure that i've been in every rink at least twice and so uh i'm uh, circling back i've been in a few rinks more than twice so so i mean that's been outstanding right and of course you want to make sure that all 12 teams are going to be competitive right to March the 17th, right? And so I think that we're going to see that. Uh, I, I don't I don't know whether North Battleford can continue to uh, roll through the season and not be uh, defeated in regulation time. Uh, that's been pretty exciting. And you know what? Uh, again, probably three guys that are real uh, kind of studs in that team and the rest of them. The thing, the unique thing about, uh, about the North Stars, I would say that they have an unparalleled chemistry on that team, just the way that those guys get along with one another and move the puck and help one another and seem to know what's going on. So that's, that's kind of been exciting as well. Uh, another goal, I would say that, you know, I'd always want to make sure that as a league, we're fiscally solvent. Uh, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, our, our department of player safety and our standard of play is continuing to have a positive impact on our play. Uh, our officiating this year has been absolutely outstanding. Um, you know what? We probably have three or four officials that, that have really got some opportunities. So like, you know, Ty Skeen, uh, he is at the world under 17. He's getting lots of uh, recognition uh, nationally and, and that's awesome. And then we got Sienna Leafers that has been working in the American league and, and that's awesome, you know? And so Adam Forbes is another guy that uh, really is making an impact. So, so, Although we sometimes get hammered on social media when uh, calls don't go uh, local teams' way, I would say I've been very pleased with the officiating, the consistency, and the quality. And and you know what? And our coaches too have been outstanding to work with. Like you know what? Like they've been respectful and professional, and and a lot of them have helped me as I stick handle through things here on my first goal around. So, so for me, I want to make sure our teams are are competitive. I want to make sure that our league is fiscally solvent. I want to make sure our franchises are fiscally solvent and you know the best way to do that is to have an entertaining team and to put bums in seats and i would say that you know what like this year i've i've seen a marked uh, improvement in attendance uh, when i go to kindersley they got great crowds there and and you know it'd be easy for them to be disengaged mm -hmm. because they're fighting for a playoff spot but you know what it they have a great atmosphere in that rink and great fans and a fun team to watch and Belleville, their fans are up too and I'm seeing more families in the rink, young families, and our game is still affordable, which which is awesome. So, so so many good things, and you know what? I can, I really can't put my finger on uh, anything other than that. I know I've been rambling a little <laughs> bit, but I'm very pleased with kind of the direction and how things are going. Uh, I know that we got our trade deadline coming up here. I'm I'm not sure how much 
action there'll be around that. We've been pretty busy uh, throughout the year. I know that we're going to have our draft coming up probably uh, first week of June. That's going to be exciting, and we're going to build on that success. So we're going to have a playoff preview show that that Jeremy and, and Nugsy and Rory are going to look after. So, I mean, there's lots of exciting things ahead, exciting times ahead in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey. Yeah, it's been a great first uh, couple of months of the regular season. It's going to be a great uh, next couple of months to finish up the regular season. And it's going to be an outstanding playoffs. Kyle, thank you so much for your time. We always appreciate it. And if we don't see you uh, before, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you in the new year. Well, Merry Christmas to both of you and to Rory, who is uh, not on set right now. And I'm sure I will see you both before holidays. All right, that was SJHL Commissioner Kyle McIntyre, a very informative chat, as always, with the Commissioner. After the break, we will announce this week's Players of the Week, and we're going to hand out some Christmas gifts to the 12 SJHL teams. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. For victims of domestic abuse, fleeing may mean leaving everything behind. There is hope. Sastel provides brand new cell phones so that starting over is possible. Learn more at sastel.com slash fresh start. When you buy a lottery ticket in Saskatchewan, your money really goes a long way. More than 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups receive funding from Sask Lotteries every year. Everyone wins. Increase your home comfort with high-efficiency natural gas equipment. Sask Energy offers rebates so you can lower your energy use and save money. For a list of rebates, contact a participating network member or visit saskenergy.com. Something about an easy thing, something about it comes so naturally, let me show you what I'm all about. Give me those blue skies, give me that sunshine, I'm gonna make them all mine. Boost your efficiency and your bottom line with Young's Equipment and Case IH tractors, including the Cutting Edge Puma 150 CVX and the Maxim 145 with best-in-class efficiency. Check out the Case IH lineup today at Young's Equipment. At Viterra, we believe in the power of connection. Our world-leading agriculture network connects producers and consumers to supply top quality food ingredients each and every day. Our team takes great pride in working closely with farmers to help feed the world. It's something we've been doing for over 100 years. And as an industry leader, we're dedicated to playing a critical role in meeting the needs of a growing world. Because together, we're stronger and achieve more.
Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Rory, Jamie, and Jeremy. Thank you so much for joining us on a chilly, snowy Monday here in Saskatchewan. Of course, our final show uh, before the holiday break. And we, of course, want to wish everybody a happy holiday season. But it's now time to announce Players of the Week. So let's get right into it. Let's start with the SGEU MVP of the Week. We've alluded to it already uh, but Keon Bell of the Balfour North Stars, four goals, one assist this week, 25 goals in 25 games. He's rolling. Yeah, as Marty Martin said, Marty Squared, as I like to call him. Uh, said, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ring the bell. Marty Squared. Ring the bell, right? It's been Key and Bell show oh, man. Uh, throughout battle for only That's four good. games, as we talked about earlier, without a point. When he's rolling, he's one of the most impossible <laughs> players to, <laughs> to not, uh, you know, to prevent from putting the puck in your net. He's done it 25 times yeah. in 25 games, four more goals this week. Uh, and he's the leading goal scorer, leading point scorer. Along that line, they're unstoppable. Key and Bell, a big reason. Ring the bell. Yes, they've been ringing the bell lots in Battleford this season. Uh, moving on to Sastel Goalie of the Week, and we are sticking with the Battleford North Stars. Uh, Josh Cote, Nugzi, uh, outstanding week. Goals against average of one, a 975 save percentage, and a big reason why uh, mm-hmm. they swept that home and home against Nippon. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's won five in a row. I mean, he's hasn't lost in regulation. No better yeah. for his goalie he has. But think, but look at these matchups too. He's beating tough teams, right? Flynn Flon twice. And then you got Melfort again, tough. Laurent tough, and Nippon played phenomenal. And you, you heard Kyle McIntyre talk about you know how good he was in mm-hmm. that game. You know, was phenomenal again. So you know, Josh Cote just continues to light it up. It's hard to argue that he hasn't been the best goalie in the league this year. Just, I think it's impossible. Yeah, a uh, 1.94 goals <laughs> against average this yeah. season, a 9.45 save percentage. Yeah. Very good numbers uh, for Josh Cote. And it is his third time being named Sastel Goalie of the Week. Moving on to Super U Defenseman of the Week. And we talked about the S Van Bruins being the most busy team this week, this past week. And Alexa Babic played a big part in them getting seven out of uh, eight mm-hmm. points, five assists in four games this week. He's played a big part all season long. Yeah. He's a minute muncher for the Estevan Bruins. And prior to the season starting, when we talked about who might lead the SJHL in defensive points, we talked Leighton Holine, uh, Tynan Ewart, Jared mm-hmm. Sitch, a couple names that came out. Well, number one right now is Alexa Babic with 27 sure points. Top two are actually on the Estevan Bruins. Mm-hmm. 14 power play assists for Alexa Babic. So he's doing it on man advantage. He's doing it five on five. He kills penalties. 73 penalty minutes. So he's kind of in your face, a tough guy to play against. And five assists here this week to now take over the lead in defensive scoring. Alexa Babic deserves it. Yeah, the S Van Bruins have gotten a lot of contributions from the back end uh, so far this season. And uh, finally, for Direct West Rookie of the Week, we have a first-time award winner, that being Alejandro De Leon of the Nippon Hawks. Nice pronunciation on that. Thank you. Alejandro De Leon, yeah, shout out the Fraser Valley Thunderbirds U18s. So many good players coming out of there lately. But anyways, yeah, Alejandro out of Langley, same hometown as this gentleman over here, Jeremy Corrigan. Uh, gold, two assists, three points against Battlefords for that Nippowin team that you know we're talking about playing really well. And you know Tad Cozen needed good return mm-hmm. on Bryden Kiesman, sending him to the Portage 
Terriers in the Manitoba League. Well, they got Alejandro, they got Hudson Cameron, and I'd say especially in De Leon so far, they got a great return for a, an 0-4 birth year that's going to be maybe a nipple win for years and, and looking like a good, talented young player too. For sure. So in recap, SGU MVP of the week, Keon Bell of the Balfour North Stars, Sastel Goalie of the Week, Josh Cote of the Balfour North Stars, Super U Defenseman of the Week, Alexa Babic of the Estevan Bruins, and Direct West Rookie of the Week, Alejandro De Leon. Now we get to hand out some Christmas gifts. We alluded to it at the beginning of the show. We're all very excited for this. Mm -hmm. um, and we're just going to hand out some Christmas gifts uh, to all 12 SJHL teams, uh, what they would probably like from Santa <laughs> this year, I think. Oh, oh, um, oh, so we'll just go down. Merry Christmas. We didn't do divisions this time. We just picked kind of four random teams. So we'll go down the line. We'll start with Rory. You can... Pick whatever team you'd like to start with, and we'll just go down the line, and we'll hand out sure. some Christmas gifts. So, Rory, uh, yeah, off. I'd like to start uh, with the most recent team that I saw when I was sure. calling a game. It's the Melville Millionaires. Mm -hmm. And what I do think that they need is a brand-new alarm clock for their bedside table, right, one without right. a snooze button as well. Once this alarm clock goes off, it's 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 on, and you got to wake up because we hinted at it. And, of course, last game they played against the Estevan Bruins, they scored three goals in the first period, totally <laughs> taking my storyline away. Yes. But we talked about their start to the game, they just haven't been there, mm -hmm. right? They have not been there. They've only had 15 goals for, 39 goals against in the first period. The last time they won a, a first period prior to last night mm -hmm. was November 18th, and they've only done it five times in 30 games. So they just need to find the starts together because when you look at the Melville lineup, yeah. this is a talented lineup Very that talented. I just think is underperforming. But what happens when you let the game get ahead of itself and fall behind it? You get demoralized, and then that rolls through the rest of your game. So an alarm clock, faster starts, let's wake up, and let's get a good first period here like they did in Estevan, and that Melville Millionaires team might be right back in the playoffs. Very good. Noobsy, you you're up. All right, well, I'm going to go with the team that I work for, Notre Dame, to start with. And uh, I'm going to go with my wife's split pea and ham soup. Uh, nothing says a meal at home to me like split pea soup. That sounds like an advertisement. But the Hounds have literally only played 10 games in Wilcox all year. And 10 games, that's all they're going to get in the first half of the year as well. So a little bit of home cooking mm. for the Hounds. And also the Hounds have the fewest points on home ice as a result. They've only got 12 points uh, on home ice this year. The Hounds, that's the worst in the league. Uh, so, But they have 15 of 27 games in Wilcox in the new year. So, again, that's going to change. And, and that split pea and ham soup, wow. How is the soup? My wife, Pretty Jill, good? Un unbelievable. Gluten-free? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Gluten-free. Delicious. My, my daughter, Miriam, calls it scrunchious. Okay. It's wow. scrunchious. Scrunchious. Which is, which is scrumptious, if you want to. But scrunchious. It's scrunchious. And that's what I'm giving the Hounds. Delicious and nutritious. Yep. Uh, I'll start with the Estevan Bruins, and I just saw them last night, and I think the big thing they'd probably like from Santa is a healthy Cody Davis. Um, when you look at the Estevan Bruins last night, I don't think they played a bad game, but one thing I definitely noticed in, in their forward group last night was they're, missing, they're definitely missing Cody Davis's speed. Um, and when you in interject him back into the lineup for the Estevan Bruins, they're going to be a very difficult forward group, especially with some of those new additions that they acquired prior to the uh, December 1st cutdown deadline. Rory? Uh, we're going up to the Sherwood Division and the Nipawin Hawks, and I'm getting them a dinner bell because, uh, you know, when in back in the day, you'd ring the dinner bell. There's sure. a lot of hardworking sure. manual labor out there, and you can't miss lunch, right? That refuels you to go up in the afternoon and go back towards your work. Mm -hmm. Well, when we started this season, we said, you know, Nipawin, they might be a year away. Sure. Right? They might be your way. 
I don't think so anymore. So this dinner bell is ringing for this year. We know how valuable to franchise playoff games are. I can see the Nipawin shocking someone in the first round, mm-hmm. getting maybe mm-hmm. four to six more home playoff games, which is huge for financial 100%. gains of teams, right? So the dinner bell is ringing for Tad Cozen and the Nipawin Hawks this year. And don't miss lunch because I think they're a team that can shock a there dinner. You go. Bell. That's a good one. Interesting. There you go. Good stuff. All right. I'm going to go with Yorkton, uh, Viterra Division. Completely different direction. Uh, I'm going to get them a working bus. Because <laughs> uh, twice in December, they had bus malfunctions on their way to games. And clearly, they were affected by that on their way to Nippowin. They lost that game 10-2. to two, And I'm sure Matt Harris just throwing that game out the window completely. Not as much affected in Flin Flon. One of their voices, Matt Decker, apparently called that game with laryngitis. So kudos to wow. you, Dex, for, for, for battling through that, to call that game up in Flin Flon. But it was a good road trip. This past weekend for Yorkton overall, got to give them kudos. They pushed uh, Flin Flon and beat LaRange, so that's not easy to do in the Mel. And, uh, yeah, so I'm getting you a working bus, Yorkton. That's an expensive gift. Yeah, yeah it's high-end. I'm Santa, it's high-end, so it's high-end for Matt Harris. Santa, Santa's got a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, uh, for my next gift, it's also going to be high-end. I'm going with the Melfort Mustangs, and quite, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. They just want gold. And they want gold for Zach Summers <laughs> oh, coming uh, back from good. the World Junior A Challenge. Obviously, he was outstanding uh, yesterday, and hopefully he can continue to perform and bring back a gold medal, not only to the Melfort Mustangs in his hometown of Melfort, but to the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Rory? Uh, apparently, mine had like a $50 spending cap on my, <laughs> on my gifts. You went to the dollar store. An alarm clock, a dinner bell. Like, these, are, these are good. These are good. It's, all, okay. about, it's all about the love, yeah. right? It's all about the love. Yeah. And for the Flint Flon Bombers, I'm getting them a really nice digital picture frame. Mm. You know the ones you load yes. the pictures in, you those set are, them on your, on, nice. your, on your mantle yeah. there, wherever, and you just watch some memories roll over and right. over again. Well, take a look at what Flint Flon did last year in the Centennial Cup. I'm sorry, in the SJHL finals, yes. all the way to game seven, mm. right? One game away from winning it, mm-hmm. their first championship in I don't know how long or, or is it ever? Yeah, 90s. Yeah, 90s, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, look at the digital picture frame because these pictures just kind of roll over. Mm-hmm. And if you don't upload new ones, it's the same pictures going over. Look at the Flint Flon Bombers team this year compared to what they did last year. Mm-hmm. There's a good goaltender in net. Yes, There's there mobile defense. There's a power play that's first place in the league. Penalty kill that's first or second in the league. They got great offensive weapons in Mercier and Tremblay. Complementary pieces in Martins and Vockler. And all. It is almost identical to the team that went on the run last year. So as those pictures roll over, I think that that's a team that can do the exact same thing. An additional picture frame fits in Flynn Flon. That was really good. Good call. Yeah. I like that. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't spend too much money here on the Battle for the North Stars because <laughs> they don't need, they don't need, they don't need much. I was like, what do the Battle for the North Stars need? They're twenty and twenty-one, twenty-two and oh, I don't know. Anyways, I got them a blank cookbook with easy to fill in recipe pages so they can explain all their magical sauces and dishes that they yeah. use to keep killing everybody. In the SJHL, wow. uh, wow. they're, just, they're just just bottle whatever they're doing. Tell us how you're doing it. Put it together. Show us how you practice. I want to know because they have just been a machine all year long, and I want to know what the recipes that uh, Brady Klobuski is putting together to to make this team play the way that they do. I also want a, a DNA test to see if Josh Cote is a human being. Wow, uh, a little bonus gift because I want to know is Josh Cote actually 
a homo sapien. A how to cook book with Braden Klamosko and the North Stars. I like it. There I you like go. That yeah. Yeah. Then you could sell that at the North Star shop at the Absolutely rink at the ACC. Yeah, how to cook. Yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> Written by Marty Martinson. Marty Square. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick on the kind of the, the cooking trend with mm. my next one for the Kindersley Clippers. But this one, I'm gifting the Kindersley Clippers a 25-piece container set well, and you're probably like why 25 pieces. because you know when you cook a lot of food at home and you have leftovers you're going to pack it all up and you're going to take it with you mm-hmm. well they've had such a great success at home mm-hmm. they're going to pack up how they play at home and they're going to take it on the road because the kindersley clippers have yet to win a game on the road this season they are 0-12, 2 and 1 and if they want to get back in this playoff race they're going to have to start winning some games on the road so they're going to try and take the success that they've had at the West Central Event Center, mm. pack it up in the containers, and yeah. take it with them on the bus. Yeah, Tupperware, you know, you can never have too much no, Tupperware. you can never yeah. have to. That's yeah. why I give them the 25-piece set. That's a big set. It's, it's a, a big, big set. set. I like that. Not but. cheaping out for Kindersley. <laughs> uh, and I did maybe go a little more expensive here for the final one. It's the Humboldt Broncos, but I'm getting them a bull, like a, a bull? nice steer. Wow. Because one with really big horns, because they need a goaltender to take that bull oh. by the horns <laughs> and ride with it. We look at the roster up front and on the mm. defensive side, right? They're as complete as any. Mm-hmm. They've had three goaltenders play games this year. All three have save percentage below 900, and they're still 18 and 8. Right. If they can it's... maybe just get a goaltender around 910, we're not asking them to be Josh Cote, 940, like mm-hmm. 910. And I, is it Dunford? Is it Motu? Tristan Boileau just got traded for Spencer mm-hmm. Bell there from Black Faults. But can one of those goaltenders do it? Of course they can. They just can't let in the easy shot. They need to find a little Ooh. more stability in net. And I think this is a team that has every piece in place. So one of those goaltenders needs to take this brand new bull mm-hmm. that has really big horns mm-hmm. and wow. grab the bull by the horns and take over the net. Wow. Yeah. The guy went to the dollar store and then now he's got a bull. <laughs> yeah, wow. We went livestock. Well, I mean, it was his own team. We went Seems expensive. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, last last one for me then uh, is the Larange Ice Wolves. And I didn't I didn't go too crazy expensive for Larange either. I got them a nice classic Saskatchewan bunny hug. Didn't know what a bunny hug was until I moved to Saskatchewan. But all you owner know that it's just a hoodie. Uh, with with maybe a good like Saskatchewan flag or like the rectangle map on it or something, because all their big moves this year have been to bring in really good Saskatchewan kids, you know Trenton mm-hmm. Curtis, Dallin Pikacoot, uh, you know Ekron Bratton, Mason Buker, J- Jacob Kazette scored his first goal mm-hmm. for Larange. So just the good classic Saskatchewan buddy hug for uh, Kevin Kaminsky and his boys who just keep bringing in those really good U18 Sask boys in and, and, and uh, you know, doing what Kyle McIntyre kind of wants a lot mm-hmm. of coaches in this team to do. S- same with uh, Barney, they're bringing those six uh, 16-year-olds too, but, you know, Kaminsky's really doing a great mm-hmm. job and Buchert and Kazette were maybe the two best forwards in U18 last year. So there you go, just a good solid Sask bunny hug. And you got to stay warm up. Do you call them a bunny hug now or do you still go hoodie or sweater? I call call it a hoodie, but because of the topic, I called it a hoodie. No, I got it. But just in your normal lingo, you're still hoodie guy? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I only call it. You can't change. No, 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 absolutely not. I'm not a kid. I go hoodie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, And finally, for me, I have the Wayburn Red Wings. And I am loading up on every game of Monopoly that I can find (laughs) across the city of Regina. And I'm going to gift it to the Wayburn Red Wings for the lone purpose of giving them all the get-out-of-jail-free cards because they are the most penalized team in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League with 954 penalty minutes. If the Wayburn Red Wings want to push for a playoff Mm. spot, they're going to have to be a bit more disciplined, I think, uh, moving forward for the rest Mm. of the season. But speaking of Christmas gifts, guys, have you done your Christmas shopping? 
Have you finished your Christmas shopping? A good amount. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not there yet. Are you looking for some gifts? I'm not there yet. I, I'm, well, looking, I'm always looking for gifts. Well, perfect. Because, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a brand new SGHL raffle where you could win a brand new Polaris side-by-side. -side. There it is. Hopping onto the screen right there. SGHLraffle.ca. Tickets available now. And what a great gift. Mm -hmm. It's uh, You can get yourself a ticket for your loved one, family members, friends. One for 25, three for 60, 10 for 100. Only 5,000 tickets available. And this this gift could really pay off. You know, it's a, it could be a $25 investment turning into a much more than $25 investment mm. by winning a Polaris side-by-side. -side. If you want to learn more information uh, about the Polaris raffle, of course, you can see it on the screen, sjhlraffle.ca. That's where you can purchase your tickets. Tickets are available until April 23rd, and then we'll be doing the draw on April 27th. But as you can see below the pricing, only 5,000 tickets available. So you might want to get them sooner rather than later. And, of course, they'd make a great Christmas present or a holiday present, whatever you want to... Uh, whatever you celebrate, make a great gift during the holiday mm. season. Now, this is our last show before uh, the holiday break, but there is one more week of action in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So, like, let's take a look at the next couple of days in the SJHL, starting with Tuesday, or that's Wednesday, but let's start with Wednesday, I guess. We'll go out of order. The Estevan Bruins take on the Notre Dame Hounds at 7 o'clock. That's a neutral site mm. game, Nuxie and Carlisle. Make sure you go to the right rink. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Melfort Mustangs <laughs> uh, will take on the Melville Millionaires. Also, the LaRange Ice Wolves are taking on the Humboldt Broncos, which is not on that because that was a rescheduled game. Yeah, from, from late November, rescheduled. That to, was the rescheduled game for late November. Uh, Tuesday's action sees LaRange in Nippon and Estevan in Yorkton. Guys, I always ask you this at the end of each show. What are you looking forward to at the end of the last week? And obviously, there's a lot of important games. There's this Tuesday mm. schedule. LaRange versus Nippon and Estevan versus Yorkton. But when you're looking at the last week before the holiday break, uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I'm not going to pick a game. This one. Okay. It is our last show here before sure. I believe we're coming back January 9th. So yes. I just want to thank everyone, yourself, mm. yeah, uh, IKS Media there, the commissioner for allowing yeah. us to do the show. Of course, the fans, the coaches, the players for joining us. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating out there, and uh, just a big safe and happy mm -hmm. holidays and a thank mm -hmm. you for allowing us to do this show every week. Uh, only one week left of some great hockey, and we know that mm -hmm. the intensity is going to pick up after Christmas when we come back. So looking forward mm -hmm. to that. But just a thank you to everyone mm -hmm. and happy holidays. Yeah, there you go. No well, I echo what Rory also said, but I'm also just thrilled to go to a neutral site game. I love these <laughs> games. The communities come out. It's yeah. always bananas and small ice hockey. Gotta love it. Carlisle, we're coming for you. I'm sure a lot of you are going to be cheering for Estevan because it's pretty close to Estevan. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at least the Hounds can have last change and, and put the, who they out want <laughs> against who they want. But, yeah, whatever. It's fun. It'll be great. Come on out, Carlisle. Can't wait to see it. And if you see me, say hello. Won't bite. But, uh, yeah, as Rory said, thanks to the league. Thanks to you, Jeremy, for having us, too, and, and policing us and keeping, <laughs> us, keeping us from fighting. And uh, the commissioner, Jacob Faith, for raising the money, mm -hmm. and IKS and Paul for having us in his studio and excited for what the new year will bring. Yeah. It, also, it also is my mom's birthday uh, oh. in three days. So no! happy birthday to mom uh, yeah, as well. Okay. There you yeah. go. Yes. And, and to echo all of your guys' thoughts, 
a big shout out to all the fans, obviously, for tuning in each and every week, because obviously this show would not be possible if we didn't have uh, viewers for SJHL Weekly. Uh, we also have to give a big shout out and a big thank you once again to all of our sponsors uh, for SJHL Weekly. You can see it on our screen now. Cantera Seeds, Sastel, Capital Auto Mall, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Chevrolet, Tourism Saskatchewan, Direct West, SGI, SGU, Great Western, Young's Equipment, and RBC, thank you so much for all your support. We really appreciate it because this show would not be possible without the support from all of our great sponsors. Like we mentioned, this is our last show prior to the uh, Christmas uh, season, the holiday break. So uh, we wish you all a happy holiday season and we will see you January 9th uh, in 2023 uh, in the new year for an all-new episode of SJHL Weekly. For Rory McGoran, Jimmy Neugebauer, my name is Jeremy Corrigan, and this has been another great episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms.